It wasn't until we began working from home full time that I realized just how stressful and overstimulating getting to work was for me and the joys of work-life balance. Working New York hours meant that during certain times of the year, I would be leaving for work in the dark. This presented an additional set of angst to push through. The constant looking over my shoulder for safety reasons, not just from people, but from the neighborhood raccoons as well. Add in the additional stress of riding the train into the subway, then having to walk to work in the dark with all of the noise, the rush of people, the speeding cars and sirens. I was a nervous wreck by the time I reached the office. What about you? Did you have to leave for work in the dark? Drop off kids to daycare? Miss time with your significant other due to long travel times? Have to leave for work two hours before start time just to beat traffic? Were you as stressed as I was? Did it affect your health? Join me in today's podcast as I share several reasons why executive women are hesitant about returning to the office and what you can do to possibly minimize your stress if you do decide to return. Welcome to the Happy Executive Women's Podcast, where women just like you learn how to navigate your work, home, and love lives with confidence and calm, all while being in command of your emotions. Here's your host, Coach Anita Charlotte. As an executive woman, giving ourselves permission to ask for what we want is so important. And since I like to practice what I preach, I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you could head on over to iTunes or wherever you're listening from and leave a review and a rating, I would really appreciate it. It helps so much. And if you know of another amazing woman that could benefit from these topics, please be sure to forward this podcast to her. Hey there, beautiful. As I was preparing for the last podcast for 2021 from my home office, I began to reflect on the peace that I have found working from home, not having to leave my home in the dark, steer clear of the raccoons, watch for strangers lurking in between the houses, grip my purse tight on the train. Hey, I still have a bit of PTSD from being robbed on a train a few years ago, but that's another story for another podcast. <laughs> and watching my back, leaving the subway as I walked to the office building was all over. Not to mention having to deal with the loud sounds of traffic, people talking on their phones or to each other on the train as though there was no one else around, police and ambulance sirens, car, bus, truck horns, crying children, the constant smell of marijuana all before 7 a.m. was exhausting, overwhelming, and downright depressing. Working from my home office eliminated all of that stress. I began to enjoy my mornings again. I can take my time getting ready in the morning. Since I'm no longer working New York hours, I have a shorter amount of waking up and getting ready for work in the dark time to deal with. I've become a genius at upper body video appropriate work attire, and I get to choose what noise I listen to. No more anxiety, no more looking over my shoulder, no more raccoons greeting me in the morning. 
There's an added benefit of working from home, and that has been I have control over my day. I've created a morning routine for me and Liza Minnelli. That is my soon-to-be 14-year-old Yorkie. We take leisure walks every morning instead of being rushed as she is losing her hearing and has knee and joint issues. But she's doing good for a dog being close to 98 years old. She is also a regular during my team's meetings, either in person or by snoring under my desk. The number of distractions has decreased. Don't get me wrong. I love it when a coworker stops by my desk just to chat or to ask a question, but I am able to focus so much more in my home office, especially when I close the door. Working in an open environment at the office provides more unwanted noises. Noises such as the person that turns their volume way up so they can hear their notifications from as far away as the restroom. The person in the cube across the way or on the other side of yours that never learned to chew with their mouth closed. The person that decided to continue the argument with their significant other once they got to work. And the constant complainer, victim, or reporter of office gossip. I also get to have breakfast and lunch with my husband more often. It doesn't matter whether we are heating up leftovers, cooking, or ordering food to be delivered. The additional time together has worked wonders for the quality of our conversations and our marriage. I have more patience when taking the 14th call from my mom or her assisted living building. Having an iPad to work from has also helped me be present at her doctor's appointments. I can take her myself and I can answer emails, even take Teams calls, So I'm still working. This reduces the amount of guilt for having to have someone else take her, the juggling of schedules, and the need to reschedule meetings or appointments. I'm sure you have an entire list of your own as to why you're more comfortable working from home. So I will stop there. But what will happen when you return to the office? I've had the luxury of being on the return to work planning committee, bringing our team's experiences, desires, needs, and frustrations to the table has allowed us to create a plan that fosters an environment focused on the individual teams versus a blanket demand for all employees. Depending on the department's role, you could be in one of the following categories, operational, client-facing, or what I'm calling independent, meaning you are not operational or client-facing. Each department gets to discuss and decide the level of coverage needed, if that coverage can be done remotely, as we all have proven we can do for almost two years now, and then look at the individuals on that team to decide who and how many days per week, if any, they should be in the office. Our team members seem to be quite happy with this plan as it provides them with some sense of control and continued flexibility to help with work-life balance. But what if your company requires you to come back into the office full-time or for a specific number of days per week? Will it disrupt the routine that you have grown accustomed to for you and your family? Will it put a strain on your relationships with your spouse or your children? Will it require you to hire someone just to help out with the kids, the housework, the cooking? What about your own peace of mind? Will you feel like you've lost control over your life again? Many of my clients have stated that now that they have been working from home, they feel as though they actually have a life outside of work. They figured out how to homeschool the kids, manage caring for an aging parent like me, and take matters of their health more seriously. Some have picked up healthier habits, have ultimately improved their health, and 
have even released unwanted pounds. Now they are hesitant to go back into the office. It's almost as if the hard work they have put into learning to balance the new normal would now be taken away. They would feel out of control yet again. And some are even worried about what it will mean for their relationships with their families. What they were thrust into at the beginning of the pandemic, they are now not so willing to give up. Executive women all over the world are choosing to quit their jobs rather than return to work with the mental, physical, and emotional toll that working in the office had on their lives, they're just not willing to endure that anymore. Does this mean that they would need to find other ways to replace the income? For some, it is a time to pursue a lifelong dream. For others, they will need to make a few changes. But what they are not willing to do is sacrifice their mental and emotional health anymore. And I can't say that I blame them. Perhaps you are one of the women who can't wait to return to the office, especially if your school-aged children are back in school. Trying to balance work, home, homeschooling, parenting, family obligations, and love life were far too challenging. Work offers you a break. You would much prefer to sit in meetings all day with other grown-ups than to keep juggling all that you were doing at home, sometimes all by yourself as some men continue to put the majority of the responsibility on you. And then there are other women that are returning to work, kicking and screaming. You don't have the luxury of walking away from a job. How do you manage? What do you do as you are thrust back into the noise of the commute and the office environment? Where do you turn when the stress of it all starts to get to you again? Of course, you could talk to a therapist, always a good idea, But what if you need more? Where can you go to find support, sisterhood, and solutions to your work, home, and love life challenges? Well, here are a few suggestions for you. When in the office, become the master of your calendar. Start blocking time to focus. Book a conference room so that you're not interrupted if you need to. Schedule a time to make calls to check in on family or Go for a walk around the block or around the building, depending on your work environment. Two, identify specific days in which you may want to log off or leave work early to participate in family functions. Things such as school plays, picking up and or dropping off kids for after school activities. And three, discuss sharing responsibilities with your partner or spouse and hiring extra help if needed. Or you can consider joining the Happy Executive Woman Mastermind Group in 2022, where you will find a group of like-minded women that not only understand, but are willing to support each other through your challenges. These women are also leaders with similar challenges and can offer support, provide practical solutions, and a safe space to share your frustrations. What will be the benefits? In other words, why should you join? Well, I have run and been a part of several of these groups repeatedly and have found that women usually form a strong sisterhood. As a coach that regularly receives coaching, I know the importance of establishing a community. The sisterhood created when women support and feel supported by each other is truly a beautiful thing to witness. Women that have never met in person, that were in a mastermind group together, go on to have lifelong friendships. 
Having a community of women that share your unique challenges and experiences is sometimes all it takes to give you the energy you need to make it through. Not only are you like sisters, but you'll also collaborate on business ventures, go on trips together, and support each other through some of the most challenging times in your lives. This type of connection forms naturally when being a part of a community of love, support, and authentic relationships. That is what this mastermind will be for you. It will be a small community of six women only, just like you, in charge and balancing so many moving pieces in their lives. Women who are not necessarily trying to or have the luxury of slowing down, but instead seek to bring a bit of order to the chaos. As a founding member, I am also going to support you with one-on-one coaching sessions. So you not only get six sisters to support, learn from, and grow with you, you will also have the opportunity to work with me directly to address any situations that you do not want to share publicly with the group. If you are interested in applying to be a part of this mastermind, be sure to join the wait list at bit.ly H-E-W waitlist, all one word, all lowercase, bit.ly forward slash H-E-W waitlist to be one of the first to be alerted when the application process begins. Have a wonderful holiday season, and I look forward to sharing more podcasts with you in the new year. Take care. Take care.